Hi everyone, I'm Cadence, and welcome to the first episode of the Life on Point podcast. I'm gonna get pretty much right into the topic, just for a little bit of background. I've been dancing for over 10 years, started taking ballet seriously when I was about 12 or 13, I'm now 19. I have experienced post-grad life for a year, and as I talk more about my experiences that I will be doing another year technically post-grad as well because I did not necessarily have any company contracts or anything like that to go into. With everything that I've experienced for the past year, I want to give my advice and kind of where I went wrong this past year because I've learned a lot of lessons and I don't think enough people talk about how to navigate uh, life post-grad as a dancer because it's quite straightforward if you're just going to university and things like that. And I think even just 10 years ago, the dance world was so different from how it is now, or I should say the ballet world. And getting into a company is different now. And we have so many people competing for the same job, especially with COVID happening. All those people that couldn't audition then are now auditioning. And I think everyone's still recovering from the whole pandemic episode. But anyway, I'm going to get into pretty much my experience as post-grad. This past year, I was working alongside trying to train because I had to pay for my training. We thought my graduating year, so grade 12, we were like, oh, I'll definitely find, you know, either a trainee position or, or something like that around May of 2022. We kind of realized, okay, I'm probably going to have to do another year of this and I was also a bit sidetracked because my graduating year not only was I trying to train full-time for professional career in dance I was training for the world championships in baton twirling uh, if you're not familiar with baton I always just compare it to rhythmic gymnastics if you want to I would I mean I would recommend looking up videos it's very cool and I got an opportunity to uh, qualify for the Canadian team. So not only was I trying to do about 30 hours of dance a week, on the weekends I was doing about 16 hours of baton twirling. And again, it was like I was being pushed in one direction and pulled in the other, and my priorities were all over the place just trying to navigate everything. So that was my first hard lesson that I learned is that you have to be fully, fully focused on one task one task at hand, and I wanted to be able to do both, but I couldn't. So anyway, this past year, I worked, uh, I was working as a server at a really, really crappy restaurant. It was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. I worked there for about, I want to say, six months until I finally quit because I could not do it anymore, but serving was the best option for me because then I I had enough money to pay for dance and then I was making tips so at least I still had money to you know buy clothes here or there or save money buy point shoes things like that this also took away though from my dance training because since I was paying for it myself I could only afford to do uh, like three hours a day of training five days a week and the year prior I was used to doing about six hours a day and plus competitions and rehearsals, I went into this past season saying that I wasn't going to compete. I didn't see the huge value in it or anything like that, and I will definitely touch on that more later in the episode. 
but I was not going to compete. I was just trying to keep my costs very low. I was like, I'm just going to film videos and I'll send them into companies and I will be good to go. I just was training at like the same studio I've been at now for it's been almost three years I want to say. I just went back there. I live in the GTA and I was commuting into Toronto so my commute could range anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour and a half honestly depending on traffic. Crazy I know but I had been used to doing the commute for the past two years so you know what's, what's another year? My schedule pretty much would consist of uh, leaving the house around 12.15, I would go get to the studio, warm up, dance from 1.30 to 4.30, drive home. Uh, some days I would stay to help teach a class here and there. Some days I would do a few extra classes. But I will say I was preoccupied quite a bit this past year with work and also balancing social life and everything like that. So again, I I'm, I have five key points on advice for post-grad life and I want to get into that, but I did just want to give kind of my experience as a post-grad and my struggles and everything like that. So with that being said, let's get into my five key points. Alright, so starting with my first key point, I would say film all the time so that you always have a video to submit. Companies are always posting job opportunities. You don't want to be held back by being like, oh, I don't have a video or last minute you're you're trying to get a video. Like, just film all the time. Have a variation or two that you're constantly being coached on, that you're working on, and that you can always be filming classwork as well. Just always, always be filming, especially if you're training a lot. So always be filming. Gather all your friends, film together. That's another big thing too, like build your community and just know the other postgrads that you're training with. I, I would say like don't make it competition because you need as many people on your side working together. It is not an easy task auditioning for places and the more that you have people to support you and uplift you, it's going to motivate you even more. So, I mean, that one's pretty short and sweet, but just film all the time. You're constantly, constantly improving, and you always want to have the most up-to-date video. And again, like, yes, quality is important, but I would not say, like, don't film at all. You can still film on your phone. Phone cameras are still great quality. Obviously, it's not as amazing as a professional camera, but it's much better to have a video of you dancing your best than an older video that was maybe better quality. My second key point would be to audition everywhere and do not wait until the last minute to send in your auditions. I know that we all tell ourselves like, oh, like, but I'll be better in a month. So I'm going to wait to send this video in like in a month. And the problem with that is you might forget about it. And I know you're saying, oh, I won't know, like, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep track of it. I remember last August or September, I was already, I was making lists of companies I wanted to audition for, etc. And slowly, I would kind of forget about them, or I'd say, oh, like, we're going to film next week. Oh, never mind, it didn't happen this week, it'll happen the next week. 
and it just turned into a whole thing of me not sending in my videos honestly until like March or April if that and it's like by that time companies already have had people come in for company classes they're auditioning people and you can still go to some in-person auditions if they're open auditions like I was able to find one that I went to in April which actually ended up being amazing but with that being said do not wait until the last minute and also going into a career like this you kind of have to be open accepting any position that you can possibly get just because it is a really competitive field and you only have so long to make this career happen realistically so audition everywhere even if you think you might not want the role you want as many auditions like in-person auditions that you can go to from sending your videos out so you need to put like your bias and your judgments aside and just send the video because worst case you can literally decline the offer you just want to have as many offers as possible and opportunities to take up just audition everywhere i promise it will it will help you get further and you just want to you want to make as many connections as possible as well my third key point would be even if you're older you can still compete and this is kind of where i'm touching back on this I went into this past dance season saying I was not going to compete. And then when it really came down to it, you know, YGP was coming to Toronto and I hadn't really had any successes from sending out like a few videos that I had done. Then I decided to compete at YGP, but it was such a last minute thing. I didn't plan for it. I didn't have a variation extremely prepared and I maybe had three weeks to coach it. And, I mean, I did pretty well considering, but again, YGP is very expensive, so if you're going to compete, I would be planning that at the beginning of the season and figure out if it's worth it for you because it was kind of too late for me and then at that point, I had paid all this money for competition not being fully prepared. YGP allows you to compete up until age 20. Uh, competitions that have master classes and things like that like ADC, IBC, World Ballet competition, things like that I will say can be worth doing. Again, it depends on... <sighs> my cat is meowing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So again, as I was saying, depending on your strengths and what your past couple years have looked like, I would recommend competing, but this also costs money and if you're able to afford it, then I would definitely recommend doing it. But if you're kind of having to make a budget for yourself and plan things out, it could be more important for you to be able to afford to travel to audition for a specific company. But the thing that I do really like about competitions is that you're being seen by multiple companies, not just one, therefore giving you multiple chances to be seen by so many different companies just traveling to one place. And I will say right now, because competition is so popular and being used in so many aspects now it's important to play up on that and use it my fourth key point would be to find a good support system this goes along with family relationships your teacher you need a strong support system to be helping you through this period because Post-grad life as a dancer is so different from going into university, and I'm not saying that university is not hard, but you're going through a different path than a lot of your friends from high school are if you went to like a regular public school, and 
with that you can kind of feel lost you can feel like you're missing out and so it's really important to connect with those around you who are also experiencing the same things I know when I went into the dance season in September October kind of I was not talking to a lot of other people in my program it was also a smaller program I go to a smaller studio it's not like uh, a big ballet school or anything like that so there was maybe like five of us in the program and maybe only two other people had been graduated we didn't know each other super well we were all kind of shy we were all experiencing the same emotions but if you talk to the other people around you they're definitely feeling the same and when you relate to someone on that level it makes you feel a hundred times better and you can help support each other Hopefully your family is supportive of your creative endeavors. I know a lot of families are very insistent on going to university and if you're able to find a way to go to university and dance at the same time, that's amazing. But I will say if you're wanting to pursue this full time, I have kind of realized over this past year you need to be fully, fully committed and dance kind of like it has to be your number one priority. Bottom line, it has to. And I'm telling this to myself as well because it's 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 hard to fully focus on one thing especially when there can be so many downs within that you want people in your life that are supportive of of a dream it makes a world of a difference when even you're able to come home to your family and they're supportive of what you're doing and they're trying to help you pursue your dream you have to have people to rely on because you cannot do this all by yourself my last key point would be to figure out your priorities. I've kind of been touching on this throughout the whole episode, but what are your priorities? Is it your social life? Is it work? Because dance has to be your number one priority. And if you're focused on so many other things, you're not going to be able to accomplish your goal of getting a company contract. And I'm speaking about this through my own experience. I, you know, went through a pretty hard breakup right before uh, the beginning of the dance season, like right at the end of August. And through that, you know, I wasn't ready to let go of that person. So I was, I was still, I was still friends with them, we'll say. <laughs> and there was times where like my, my teacher would offer me to teach sometimes or, hey, like you can take this class. And I would be like, no, like I have to, I'm going to leave at 4.30 blah, 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 to go hang out with whoever, whatever, because there, I also kind of had this right after I graduated, even like a week after I graduated, I just felt this kind of lost sense of self. And I felt like if I stayed connected to people who were going to university and things like that, that it would help me feel not so lost and like I, I still had something going for me in a sense because right at the beginning of the dance season I was just like this is so different I'm not used to this because I technically have like free reign as an adult but also not if you are in a relationship or you have a social life things like that it needs to be people who are not going to distract from your goals because there is a big difference there and with work as well I know that it's hard to not work right now. It depends where you're living too, but specifically in Toronto, like just everything is so expensive. You are going to probably have to work. Like most people have to work. It's just not realistic to not have to work at all. But with that, I will say you need to find a job that is something you're not attached to. So back in 2022, I had a teaching job 
for dance and baton once a week and that was great but I will say like you you start to get attached to the kids and their improvement and it can take away I will say for me because I was focused on so many other things it didn't take away from from that but if I was teaching more it definitely it definitely would have so again working at a restaurant for me it's not something I was super passionate about but the reason that it took away so much from dance is because Friday nights sometimes I would work and then I'd be working Saturday and Sunday morning eight hour shifts no breaks again this place was not like properly managed I was so tired from those shifts and it was draining me mentally straining my energy so in that aspect it was taking away from dance you need to find something that's going to work for your body so if you're teaching and you're teaching at your studio that you're already training at so that you're not having to make that extra commute and then you can you know do class right after you teach or something like that or right now I'm a hostess which I found is a lot better it's shorter shifts it is less hours and I'm not making tips at the moment we do get tip outs but I'm still on my three-month probation period um I didn't start this job until April so coming coming up I think I have one week left and then my probation is over something that is a little bit easier it's not stressful it's more enjoyable something that's flexible with hours so say you have to um take a week off to travel for an audition or something like that you want a place that is willing to work with your schedule and a place that also knows that you're not there at their company to make that your like lifelong career that you're on to bigger things so just keeping all of that in mind and just figuring out where you can work working into your schedule without it conflicting with your training so yeah I mean I think that pretty much sums everything up I would say those are my five key points I definitely have more to touch on but I feel like that is a good baseline of where to navigate your post-grad life. Just talk to people because I promise you we're all feeling the same. This coming year I'm still going to technically be post-grad because I'm not doing any like trainee programs or anything like that. I'm still doing grad programs but I have a much better grasp on how I need to navigate everything, being on top of everything and I feel like I'm also finally at a point in my life where I've realized I really fully want to go for this and I'm fully committed. The people around me are the best support systems I've had. I'm in a relationship where that person supports my dreams and my goals and they're never going to hold me back from pursuing this. In fact, they're pushing me even more to do it. So I'm excited and I'm also excited for this podcast. I hope to be super consistent with the do weekly episodes. Uh, this is all new, so I'm sure with time it will sound better, my editing will get better, but I, I just wanted to start this. I feel like I have a lot to talk on. I've had a pretty unique experience uh, the past couple years, going through high school, dancing, just everything. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was actually really fun to record, and I'm glad that I did it spontaneously. So... Yeah, I hope you guys tune in next week. I'm not sure what I'm going to do my episode on, but I'm sure I will get inspired at some point. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's just Cadence Dehane. I will link it down below. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope to see you guys tune in next week.